You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back, Seattle Mariners baseball podcast at Mariners Pod. Thanks for being here. We are back as the Mariners beat the Cleveland Indians in game two of the four-game series. Mariners snapping their losing streak back on the winning side of things, beating the Indians 7-1. to A nice win for the M's. Uh, another good start. Just an all-around nice victory. The pitching, starting pitching, bullpen, the offense, all there as the Mariners climb back into the win column. We're going to break down the victory yesterday, hearing the highlights in a couple of moments. Also, since we didn't have a chance to talk about it, Edwin Diaz made his Major League debut. We're going to talk about that. We're going to hear the highlights. We're going to hear some reaction to it that I think you're really going to like from a couple of the Cleveland Indians. Josh Kearns is back. Another fantastic feature coming up. Ken Griffey Jr. was at the ballpark. Rick Riz. A chance to catch up with Junior as God, Hall of Fame just it's creeping closer and closer. It's going to be here so fast. So that comes up in a few minutes as well. So fun conversations all the way around. And it starts with the Mariners beating Cleveland 7-1, to a game where, well, the starting pitching had a nine-game stretch where they really struggled, but their last three, they've been very, very good. It started with Iwakuma in Texas. Paxton, the first game of the Cleveland series, was very good as well. And Wade Miley was outstanding last night. The 1-1, swinging a ground ball off the right lip of the mound. Cano is there. He gobbles it up about belt high right in his belly. Makes a throw onto first base. And Jimenez is retired 4-3. And how about this start tonight from Wade Miley, who has gone seven scoreless innings and has faced the minimum in four of them. Fine work tonight from the Mariners' left-handed starter. That's a start you'll take against any team, but especially with the way Cleveland's been playing offensively. This was a huge start for Miley. Outstanding. Seven innings, four hits, no runs, two walks, and three strikeouts on his game on 101 pitches. It was excellent to see. Here's what Miley said after the game about his start. I just kind of attacked. You know, I had some things going on mechanically, and Mel did a great job uh, pulling me to the side. We kind of worked on a few things, but uh, excuse me, felt a whole lot better out there. I was able to go at, go at guys and attack. How long does it take to be comfortable with any sort of mechanic adjustments that get made from one start to the next? Um, I think you just got to trust it more than anything. Not necessarily be comfortable. I mean, you got to trust this is what's right, and not so much look at the results. Just trust the process, and uh, they go from there. And we were able to do that. Is that a start-to-start process, or is that something you've been working on a little bit for? Um, I mean, obviously the last two starts, was, I kind of got out of whack. I wasn't really sure what was going on. Uh, no command, just kind of flipping things up there, but. Uh, it was just really in between these last this last start, you know, we kind of saw some things on video and tried to try to make some adjustments, and it worked out. 
And another big key to this ball game, the Mariners went through a four-game stretch where they were just giving up a ton of runs in first innings. They had given up 14 runs, and you know even when they scored a couple, they'd get outscored. And the first innings was becoming a problem because it was part of their script early in the season. They just weren't giving up runs early. They were jumping on teams, playing from in front, and it was part of the formula. And this was a formula game where the Mariners didn't give up anything in the first. Miley goes one, two, three. But the Mariners do strike first in the bottom of the first. Nelson Cruz going yard. Next offer, swing and a high fly ball deep to left center field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball out to the pen, out by the Mariners' bullpen, and underneath the out-of-town scoreboard. Yes, he can hit the ball a long way. Nelson Cruz, goodbye baseball, his 14th of the year, and it's the Mariners' two and the Indians' nothing here in the bottom of the first. Wow. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Nelson Cruz now, since he joined the Mariners, he has belted 59 home runs. So during the last two seasons since he's been a Mariner, that is tied with Chris Davis of Baltimore. He homered yesterday as well, so he has 59 homers in the last two years. And the only player that has more than 59 homers the last two years, Nolan Arenado has 60 for the Rockies. So Nelson Cruz continues to bash him. And that wasn't his only one of the ball game. The 1-1. Swing and a well-hit ball into center field. Davis going back, looking up, going, going. Goodbye baseball. Nelson Cruz with his second home run of the night. One to left center. This one to straightaway center field. He now has 15 home runs on the year. And the Mariners have taken a 7-0 lead over the Indians. And he wasn't the only one supplying the punch. A lot of guys getting involved for the Mariners. 2-1 to Clevenger. Swing and a line drive down the right field line. On the run. Chisholm all can't get to it. It's out to the warning track. Here comes Cano. Here comes Lee Ronnie third. He'll score. The throw in is going to be cut off by Napoli. And it's second. Clevenger with a two-out, two-run double. Around to third goes Lynn. And the Mariners have a 4-0 lead over the Tribe. The one nothing pitch to O'Malley. Swung on line drive into the gap in left center field. That's going to score two more. Here comes Lynn. Here comes Clevenger. Ronnie third. He'll score. O'Malley the turn at second. Heading for three. The throw cut off. Relay to third. O'Malley head first. Safe into third with a two-run triple. Sean O'Malley into the gap in left center field. Drives in Lynn. Drives in Clevenger. Four runs are in here in the bottom of the fourth. A really nice win for the M's. They take the game 7-1, to one, so the uh, series even at one game apiece. Tonight, uh, this is going to be a tough one. Carlos Carrasco on the hill against Taiwan Walker. Walker looking to bounce back. Carrasco this year has been outstanding, although spent some significant time on the DL. He's 2-0 and with a 3.00 ERA. His stuff is absolutely filthy. He's only started five games this year, though, because – of the injury he has one start since he returned off the deal he actually faced the mariners on the 19th of april gave up one run in six and a third and then the next start he pitched two and two thirds that's when he got hurt so he just came back the second against kansas city was his first start back 
He he went five, gave up nine hits and three runs, a little shaky. But this is second start back. So Carrasco on the hill against Taiwan Walker. And a big start for Walker. He struggled last time out in Texas. So he'll look to bounce back against Cleveland tonight. 7-10 first pitch from Safeco Field as the Mariners take on the first place Cleveland Indians. Cleveland 32-25 and on the season. The Mariners 32-26 and on the season. So the M's a chance to leapfrog Cleveland. Also a chance to get closer to 500 at home. Right now sitting at 13-15 and at Safeco Field. So there you go. You're all ready for the game tonight between the Mariners and the Indians. Now, what about two nights ago? Edwin Diaz, who was called up in Texas, made his debut against Cleveland, and it was sensational. Diaz comes set. The right-handers pitch. Swing and a miss. 100 miles an hour for Edwin Diaz, who blows it right past Tyler Naquin for out number two. Diaz is pitching with some flames coming out of that long right arm. Yeah, that was impressive. Here's what Naquin had to say about facing Diaz. Yeah, I mean, his stuff's electric. You know, I wasn't I wasn't really expecting him to have that much tail on the ball at 100 miles an hour, but, uh, you know, I mean, he's got great stuff. You know, sometimes you got to tip your cap to somebody that can, you know, throw three strikes at 99, 99, 100 or whatever it was, but... That guy's got good stuff. I mean, a call-up that happened pretty quickly, but the week before, here's what Jerry DePoto said on our air a week before Diaz getting called up. I would be shocked if this could have gone any better for Edwin than it has. It's a, Edwin has been 94 to 99 miles an hour um, just about every night he's thrown. He has yet to give up an earned run since becoming a reliever. He's running a strikeout rate of about 15 per per nine he's oh that's all yeah it's a, <laughs> he has yet to walk a hitter I, I think he's given up uh three hits total and and, and it's uh and, and he's been a reliever now for for more than a couple of weeks so you know it's uh he's he's exciting the average velocity is 96 97 it's real lively with sync he's throwing strikes and and making a strong case that he no longer needs to be pitching in jackson <laughs> and, and, a, and a nasty slider is that correct uh, very correct and 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 crazy angles you know he's not easy to look at it's a little bit of an unorthodox delivery it's a little bit of a herky-jerky motion and arm action. And, and now you got a 6-3 down plane sinker coming in at you at 96-97. And, and uh, it's an uncomfortable at bat. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting where he's at, and I feel like he's going to play a part in what we do in the not-too-distant future. And the not-too-distant future was a week from then, and he made his debut, and it was excellent. Diaz comes set. The right-hander is 0-2, swinging a ground ball to third base. Seeger scoops it up by the line, throws across for out number three. And Edwin Diaz, in his major league debut, hits 101 miles an hour on the radar gun and retires the side in order, including his first major league strikeout where he hit 100. 100, not too bad. Here's what Terry Francona, Cleveland manager, had to say about it. Tito, you had a front row seat for Edwin Diaz's major league debut. What did he look like from the dugout? Oh, my. Looked like his arm didn't hurt. He had uh, unbelievable arm speed. You know, I mean, he just, that arm was whipping through there, and, you know, I'm sure he was a little bit, you know, amped up. But you also see guys that when they're amped up, they don't really... You know, maybe they muscle up. I mean, that ball was coming out of there pretty good. So, you know, I was glad they took him out. 
Is arm speed something that can be different even for various guys who hit triple digits, or is it just assumed that if you're throwing 99 to 101 that you've got great arm speed? No, I mean, I think it's different. You see some big, strong guys that can maybe get it up there, but, I mean, this kid's not all that big, but you just it just kind of jumps out at you as arm speed when you're watching. I mean, I mean it's just, he just fired it in there. That's pretty impressive. He's a very young, 22 years old. He just somewhat recently turned 22. Was there anything about his demeanor, his mound presence that stood out to you last night? Nah, I was too busy watching him strike our guys out. You know, we, we don't get all that caught up in their guys' first stuff. You know what I mean? We're trying to figure out a way to score. Um, I just thought that he had a tremendous arm, and I'm sure, you know, that he'll be a huge addition to their bullpen because kind of a wild card now it's a guy that doesn't have a role but can come in and dominate a game so I'm sure they're excited yes i i would say that the mariners are excited about edwin diaz who was fantastic what a great debut and here's what he had to say with shannon dreyer before making his debut this was recorded in texas when he first got called up Pretty, pretty, pretty fun, pretty good, you know, for me, for my family, all my friends, you know, my teammates from Jackson, you know, was, was, everything was, was good, and that happened quick. <laughs> How did you find out? Uh, I, the game was over, and we left, we got to eat, me and my roommate, and the manager called me, and I told me, I need to talk to you, come to, to the clubhouse again. I said, okay, we get there, and then we, I get there, he, put me, he called me to the office. Um, here on the pitching coach talked to me like normally like like style like, like normal conversation you know yeah. and then he told me I, I we go to the building yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think right away when he said that uh, a lot of things a lot of things because you know I worked for that all my career I say wow that happened too quick like <laughs> yesterday I was in double A today I'm the league, you know I was thinking maybe go first to triple A you know get a couple of stars over there, but they called me from double-A. Now, if people have been following, they know that you have been converted very recently from starter to reliever. What has been the biggest difference for you out of the pen? Uh, I think, you know, I adapt to the bullpen. I adapted too quick in uh, in Jackson. They, uh, be ready every day. You know, as a starter, I got my first day, my, my first day to mm-hmm. pitch. You know, as a bullpen, I need to be ready every day. And, I assimilate that very, very good, you know, and I feel very, very good. And I, I think a lot of people assume this. You, you had a very good fastball, and they thought when you put you in the pen, we're going to see even a little bit more velocity on it. Did that surprise you? Because I think we saw it. Uh, yeah, kind of, because as I started, I threw 92, 95. As a reliever, maybe I get like two or three more miles. You know, I, I threw 100 last couple of days ago. You know, <laughs> was was very, very good. You know, I worked hard to, to get there, you know. Well, 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 very, very excited. Tell us about your fastball. Tell us about your slider. Uh, my slider, I think, is really, really good, too. You know, I can come on my slider, throwing back door, throwing back food. You know, I got pretty, pretty good slider. What was it like to walk in? I know you were out on the field. You ran with the relievers a little bit ago. What was it like to walk into a big league clubhouse? And then what was it like to walk out onto this field? No, it was very emotional for me. When I when I get to the clubhouse, I see the manager. I talk to the manager, to the pitching coach. They give me the congratulations to be here. And then I come to the field. I see the field. I say, wow, yesterday I was in double A field. Now I'm in the Billy, um, a Billy Stadium. That's very, very, very emotional. Who were the first people that said hello to you? 
Uh, I talked to I see Kelsey, uh, Seager and uh, Smith in the in the hotel, mm-hmm. and I, I the first one I thought was the pitching coach was in the lobby when I get there. Yeah, uh, he gave me the congratulations. <laughs> you know, you weren't with the big club in spring training, so but you do know some of these guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't go to Billy Camp, but I I talk a lot with a lot of guys in the in the Billy because I got a couple friends. You know, Walker was my friend. I know Marte. I know Felix. I know Cano. I know Cruz. You know, mm-hmm. and they are really really good guys. They're going to be pretty proud to see you up right now. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> also saw you out in the field, and uh, you were catching some footballs. And Steve Ciszek, the closer, said the new guy is really athletic. He was making one-handed catches. <laughs> I never I never played football. You know, I started like, running football in double-A, you know. I start, I, I get better, you know, and today I was very, very, like, you know, like, surprised, surprised uh-huh. because I, they told me, hey, you need to catch with a hand. I say, wow, one hand? Let's try, and... I catch pretty much every, everything with one hand. So big league football, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, this is so neat. You said your family is going to get here. You're from Puerto Rico, but they are going to be here tonight. What was it like to make that call? Who answered the phone? What did they tell you? What did you tell them, and what was the reaction? Uh, I called my father and my mom together. I told them, hey, we go to the building. They said, really? No, they, they start crying because they, they pushed me along. You know, I... From as a, as a little kid, you know, I I told them then as a little kid, I want to play Billy, I want to play Billy, and they 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 travel with me a, a lot before sign, you know, put, give me to the shows, give me to every, uh, get me to everything, and now we are here, and I can dedicate that for them. I'll enjoy your night. This is very yeah. special. Thank you, Edwin. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So great stuff there. And now, speaking of great stuff, here comes some more. Josh Kearns, another tremendous, tremendous feature. Just behind the dugout off the M's clubhouse, Jimmy Hartley sits in what looks like the ultimate sports bar or man cave. The walls lined with video screens, major league and college baseball games on every one of them. As the Mariners' video director and advanced scout, it's his job to keep a close eye on all the team's opponents, whether they're playing other teams or the M's. When they're at Safeco Field, he's got over 15 angles to choose from around the stadium. We have cameras around the ballpark that we can control remotely ourselves, and then with the uh, replay system that gives us additional angles that we can also view. He's looking for anything that will give the M's an edge, especially the hitters. What kind of things are, are you looking at? Well, like during the game, uh, we, we try to look at the opposing pitcher, maybe see if he's tipping his pitches. There have been times that we, we have noticed a, a guy tipping his pitches and, you know, we convey that information to the batter and, you know, they still have to go out and, and do it, but, you, you know, it's nice whenever you might play a small part in their success. It's clearly working, especially this season. The windup and the pitch, swung on, fly ball, deep left center field. Jay going back to the one he tracked to the wall. Goodbye baseball! Seth Smith does it again! The M's have been tearing the cover off the ball as they soared to the top of the AL West. Among those enjoying early season success at the plate, outfielder Seth Smith. Mostly it's just to see the, the pitchers uh, that I'm going to be facing and, and kind of get an idea of what they throw and, and when they throw it and, and how they might attack me. For Smith, video isn't the be-all, end-all, but it's become an important tool. It's a small part of, uh, I guess, a small piece of, of the big puzzle. Uh, it's one of the, the many things that we have at our disposal to, 
to make us uh, just a little bit better and give us maybe a little competitive edge. From Smith to Seeger, Jimmy's watched countless hours of every Mariners player, whether at the plate or on the mound. Do you notice every little subtlety? Oh, you're dropping your elbow a little bit when you're throwing a fastball or when it comes to hitters. I know, you know, do you start to really get to know these guys inside out? Yeah, you pick up on things like that. Um, and, you know, if I do notice something like that, I might talk to the pitching coach or hitting coach and run it by them before it gets passed along to, to the player. You don't tell them directly, though. No, I, I, I try not to overstep my bounds and leave, leave the coaching up to Edgar and, and Mel. But if you ever needed your cable hooked up or your computer program, Jimmy's the guy. He's constantly immersed in the latest technology, always looking for the next big thing. I remember I used to be with the Rockies, and we were one of the first teams to put video on these, a two-inch screen iPod, and everyone thought that was uh, you know game-changing technology at the time, and now we have these huge iPads. It's always evolving. I'm always reading tech blogs, trying to stay on top of new technology. It's pretty cool to see all the ways Jimmy uses the video. He recently installed a camera right behind home plate, so batters can go in the cage behind the dugout and virtually hit against the opposing pitcher. We can do side-by-side comparisons. We can draw on the video and, uh, you know, frame-by-frame slow motion. There's a lot of different things we can do. For some players, it can almost be too much, though. And Smith says it's a delicate balance to make sure all of that info doesn't get in the way of just playing. That's something that I I imagine every player's had to battle through. I know I have uh, gone the the route of of not enough information, and I've gone the route of of too too much information. And about now... I think I figured out kind of the amount of information that I need uh, where I can still be instinctive and and reactive on the field but still have a a good base of knowledge to make some educated decisions uh, instinctively. And all of it can certainly get to be too much for even the most diehard of baseball fans like Jimmy. I will say whenever I have an off day, I'm not at home watching baseball. You know, you do have to get away from it at times because you're around it all the time when you are here. You sit in here and binge watch House of Cards, really, don't you, when the guys aren't around? <laughs> uh, well, I, I just finished uh, season four on our, on our last road trip, so, uh, yes. Well, <laughs> oh, that's okay. As long as the M's keep putting up wins, I think all of us would agree Jimmy can change the channel whenever he wants. For the Mariners Sunday Magazine, I'm Josh Kearns reporting. And now Ken Griffey Jr. was in the building. Rick Riz, a chance to catch up with the Hall of Famer. Junior, earlier today you had a chance to play in the uh, Pro-Am at the Ladies PGA over at Sahali Country Club. What a beautiful day out. Had a chance to watch you golf, followed you around for nine holes. What was it like playing this afternoon or rather this morning? What was it like for you and how would you hit them? Well, I hit them okay, uh, but we had a lot of fun. I mean, Lydia is just in it, and kind of Lee Rice and, and John were unbelievable today. You know, it was a pretty good group. I mean, uh, you know, those guys uh, made it enjoyable. I mean, because you're walking for four hours and you get a chance to know somebody. Not know them, know them, but you get a chance for their personality and things like that. What kind of golfer is Condoleezza Rice? She's she's good. I mean, you know, she she brought out a new driver. She said that's staying in the bag. But <laughs> them good. Right. You can tell that, you know, she really loves the game of golf. You know, I try to really try to help me out on my Wildcats getting them in the playoff system, though. So I spent most of the time talking to her about, hey, I need for you to vote for the you know, Wildcats. And she dropped a tell them to play better on the field. I was like, wow. <laughs> I said, you wouldn't say that about your Stanford team. She was like, nah. <laughs> tell me a little bit about the young lady you played with, uh, Lydia Ko, the top-rated lady golfer on the tour, only 19 years old from Korea. She's unbelievable. 
Yeah, she hit the ball straight. I mean, you know, they were talking, I need you to hit it here with a little draw and a little cut. And you can tell that uh, there's a reason why she's the number one girl in the world. I mean, it, it was pretty remarkable how she played. I mean, and, and she wasn't really grinding. She was having fun. They asked me, said, what are you trying to do? I'm like, I'm just trying to stay out of her way. This is what she does for a living. Right. I'm just here to have some fun. You know, this is one of the majors for them. And this is an important week. And so uh, after the round, she said, hey, I live in Orlando. I was like, so do I. She was like, she was like, well, maybe I'll come play. And I was like, perfect, whenever you want to. Because she said she's got, got a chance to play Alworth a couple times, and she'd like to play it again. I was like, perfect. I'd be more than happy to have you come out. What's more fun, hitting a baseball junior or hitting a golf ball? Uh, hitting a baseball. You know, when you get paid for something that you love, see, when I hit a ball in the water today, and the first thing I was thinking, that was $3. Uh, <laughs> you know, I hit a ball into the seats. So I'm like, that's perfect. That, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't mind that, you know, and I don't think the team mind that. But I'm looking going, that was $3 I just hit in the water. <laughs> and I just marked that ball. And I tell you what, it was great to have you out there to really support the ladies for the ladies PGA coming up there at uh, Sahali this week. It was great to see you out there. It was a lot of fun watching you. Buddy. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, having a girl, you get to now watch, you know, women's sports, you know. And uh, they're athletes, too. They're out there, you know, grinding and just as much competition out there as the men. But, you know, you learn a lot. And, you know, I was sitting there looking at, at certain things that she did. And I'm going to put that in my, <clears throat> my routine starting, no, starting tomorrow. Thinking about uh, July 24th, getting ready for Cooperstown? Um, no, not really. I haven't started my speech. Um, my friends offered to, to write my speech. They said that you have to have a little Prince Morris Day, some Teddy in there. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Uh-uh. But, you know, friends, are, they're excited about it. I mean, everybody's excited. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. I think my dad's the, probably the most excited about it. Uh, he can't stop smiling from ear to ear when we call. I can just, when we talk to each other, it's just you can tell that, you know, he's, he's real proud. Who's going to introduce you? I think the commissioner does. Oh, okay. I don't know if people do it. I think the commissioner introduces everybody but uh you know it's going to be a whole lot of mariners there i look forward to it and getting a chance to to hang out and, and celebrate this uh with everybody and the pitch to junior swing and a high fly ball belted to right there is number 52 and that one will drop off the facade of the second deck my oh my what a night for junior so Junior reassumes the lead in home runs with 52. See you later.